the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. As a church, we need to reclaim the purpose of things. In the gospel, Jesus makes a whip of cords and he clears out the temple. He purifies the temple because the temple's purpose is to be a place of relationship with God. And yet they're making a den of thieves. They're making the temple all about profit and making money. And so Jesus wants to reclaim the purpose of the temple. That my Father's house is meant to be a house of prayer. God's house is meant to be a place of encounter where he comes to us and he loves us. Jesus says, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. The temple priests think he's crazy. Come on, Jesus, it's taken us 46 years to build it. And in three days you're going to raise it up? They don't realize that they are the ones slowly destroying the temple by their unbelief. The temple is already being destroyed. Although the outer walls are still good and beautiful, inside, as Jesus says, you are full of dead man's bones. This is how he speaks to the Pharisees. Outside, you look beautiful, but inside? And so Jesus is thinking about the heart. He's not talking about an exterior, but he goes into the temple and he purifies. Because the temple is meant for a purpose. And we have to reclaim the purpose of the temple. Now Jesus says, destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it up. He is talking about the temple of his. Jesus' body is a temple. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, it says, Do you, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you have been purchased at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. John Paul II, my, probably my favorite saint, has a catechesis, a teaching on the theology of the body. He says that you can come to know and understand God in theology through your body. No wonder that there's such an attack on the body, on the mutilation of bodies, on the misunderstanding of gender and our bodies. Because John Paul II prophesies and recognizes we can come to know God by how we've been created in our bodies. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27 says, Let us make human beings in our image, after our likeness. God created mankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Therefore, when you see a person, you are meant to see the image of God. I want you to look at the person next to you. Just look at them. This is an activation. Look left, look right, see these people. Do you see God? I'm going to take a moment. Just keep looking around. Do you see God? 
We go all around, we see people, and we can be filled with condemning judgment where we don't see God. We see with our own eyes, not with God's eyes. So Jesus, give me an eye transplant. What do you see? Genesis chapter 2 goes deeper, and John Paul II breaks this down. Genesis 2 says, The Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suited to him. So the Lord God formed out of the ground all wild animals and all the birds of the air, but none proved to be a helper suited to the man. The man needed more than just animals. So for all you pet lovers... Your dog, your cat, your fish, that is not enough. And so if you say, this is, this is enough for me, you're not living your true humanity as God has intended. Okay? Pets are beautiful, amen, that's great, but it is not sufficient. It is not enough. I see some of you smiling because you love your dog or you love your cat. But this does not satisfy the human heart. In Adam's body, in his soul, he recognizes the need for more. The need for someone. And so, in Genesis 2.21, So the Lord cast a deep sleep on the man, and while he was asleep, he took out one of his ribs, closed it up, its place with flesh. The Lord God then built the rib that he had taken from man into a woman. When he brought her to the man, the man said, The man said, this one at last is the bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and clings to his wife and the two become one body. Husbands, I want you to look at your wives and I want you to say, bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. Go ahead, go ahead, for real. Bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, as the famous Jerry Maguire would say, you complete me. Anyone know that reference? You complete me. As Adam saw Eve, he recognizes this is the one I've been waiting for. You complete me. And Eve, or the girl, she said, you had me at hello. You guys know that? Okay. All right. Because every man is meant to express that love to his wife. You complete me. And every woman in her beauty is meant to receive the man's love and say, I love you too. We were made for communion. We were made. God created us for love. There is something in us, in our hearts, that desires deeply this love, this communion, this relationship. And so now Adam is able to love a person in a way that completes him and gives him meaning and purpose. John Paul II calls this the law of the gift. 
That since God exists as a communion of persons, just so man and women, man and woman created in God's image, are made to live in communion. Husband and wife are meant to be one body, one unity, one love, one relationship, an image of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We know that in Genesis chapter 3, so we just went through Genesis 1, 2, and now we're at 3, where we see the fall of man. How man and woman now begin to misuse their bodies. Their bodies, which have been created to love and be poured out as a self-gift, now they misuse their bodies. And so in this world, we see all over the brokenness of humanity, the misuse of our bodies. We've talked about a couple months ago, I talked about modesty. I talked about how immodesty, modesty isn't about showing less of yourself, but it's about revealing your dignity. It's about showing who you truly are and not being seen just as an object. When we objectify someone, we do not see them as God sees them. They are no longer a person to be loved, but they are an object to be taken and used. We use things. We love people. So stop saying, I love my laptop. I love my iPad. I love, I love, I... You love persons. We see the misuse of our bodies through rampant pornography. Pornography which like, makes us look at people. They're real people in these videos or in these pictures. They're real people but we see them as objects for our gratification. You see this in the misuse of the intimacy, the act. What is the purpose of our bodies? A self-gift, an offering. Romans chapter 12, verse 1, repeat after me. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Holy and pleasing to God, your spiritual worship. How are we to use our bodies? Just as Jesus used his body. In an offering of sacrifice for the one he loves. Family, there is joy in sacrifice. Because in sacrifice is love. And you cannot tell me I will argue to the end of the earth that love is the deepest desire of man. Without love, we have nothing. And God so loved the world that he sacrificed his only son. Husbands and wives, you so love each other through the gift of your life. How to reclaim the purpose? Give yourself up. For the one you love. So today, think, who do I love? And let me reclaim the purpose of my body, the purpose of my life, and love those who I'm called to love. You know, reclaiming the purpose doesn't just apply to our bodies. It, rep- it, it applies to everything. What's the purpose of things? You see now Christmas lights outside. Many of you probably have a Christmas tree already in your room. Beautiful. Christmas trees are beautiful. 
What's the purpose of a Christmas tree? Do you know that a Christmas tree, a Jesus died on a tree, so we'll use a tree to remember that Jesus is going to be born to die for our sins. Also, a tree is an evergreen tree. And evergreen trees are always blooming. They're always bright, which is a sign of everlasting life, that they don't die. So did you know that? Or did you fall into putting up your Christmas tree because it's beautiful, amen, that's awesome. But there's something deeper. And when you don't understand the purpose of something, you lose its purpose. And you can easily fall into the way of the world. That Christmas now becomes a commercialized holiday instead of what it's meant to be. I really don't understand when other religions put up Christmas trees. Do they know its purpose? No. This past week, Abuna Namir at Bible study, he did a phenomenal job actually giving us a talk on Chaldean spirituality. You guys can look it up on YouTube. And he talked about one point in the Mass. It's the first point where we offer incense. It's right before La Chumara. He talked about the history of that prayer and how in the 4th century, we were being persecuted by the king in that time, Shapur II, who commanded us Chaldeans to convert to Zoroastrianism, to false gods. And so as he commanded it, he was beheading those who did not convert, one after one, priest after priest. And there's a bishop, our patriarch, Marshimun Bar Sabae, who said, We will not convert. And so this bishop watched one after the other as his brother priests were being beheaded, and eventually he gets killed. And Shapur II, this king, he asked for one thing put some incense and light it to our God. He said no. And so why do we light incense? Because we are worshiping the true God. And La Chumara is, repeat after me, to you, O Lord, we thank. To you, Jesus Christ, we praise. You are the resurrector of our bodies and the Savior of our souls. This is what they were praying as they were walking to their death. They would not light incense to the false god. And so today, in every single Mass, we pray and we light incense to the one true God. Did you know that? It's okay. If we don't know things, we forget the purpose of things. If we don't know the purpose of our bodies, then we forget and we fall into the way of the world. Jesus today brings us back to the purpose of his Father's house. His house is meant to be a house of prayer. And yet, who is his house? You. You, your body, is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And so today, Reclaim the purpose of your body. Do not cheapen your body. Your body is holy, and it is in your body that you come to know the true God. Worship God in your body.